This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read starting here with the Proverbs. And remember, if you are here a week ago, I told you, man, you got to read the Proverbs. Start getting in the Proverbs. And so I, I just want to start tonight with this proverb. This is Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. And then I'll, I'll head back off to where we're going to go tonight. Verse 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise. But the, command, the companion of fools or the one who associates with fools will be destroyed. Now, it's a pretty simple concept that the Proverbs give us here. You run with the wise, you're going to be wise. But you run with the fools, you're going to be destroyed. Now, another translation of this is my own. And literally, I like to say it this way. You can't soar with the eagles by hanging out with the chickens. Okay? And so again, many times in our life, some of the issue is who we run with. You run with the snakes, you're going to get bit. He goes on to say this in verse 21. Evil pursues sinners. It's almost like he's telling us here that evil becomes a magnet to sinners. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. And so again, it's just a little nugget there that I believe will help us and something sometimes you've got to encourage your children with to get them around people that, that are wise and full of heaven. Now you're real close. Turn, turn to Psalms chapter 8, the 8th Psalm tonight. And what I'm going to begin to teach on here, and it'll, it'll imply the area of faith, you're going to have to believe God but I believe that God wants every one of us to live favor-minded. You're going to hear me reference that for the upcoming week several times. And so what happens, and this may locate you, but many times our focus is on the negative. I just want you to think, do, do, you, do you tend to lean toward the negative, to things that are inferior? Do you, do you lean to the inadequate and so sometimes all that means is, man, i got to get my, re- my, my mind renewed to the things of God. I, I know people that put off their happiness to a future date. You know, someday I'm going to be happy. And so I, I want to deal with this because my, my actions will always follow my expectations. Really. Well, in, in Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says... As a man thinks, so is he. So we're going to try to get you where you begin to think in line with the Word of God in these areas. And I stop limiting God. Now, what I did in this area, in this word called favor, is sometimes I like to just do do a word study. Well, I'm going to quote a verse tonight that says that God blesses his righteous and his favor surrounds you like a shield. It's, it's a promise that I've lived on now for probably 30 years of my life. And it's something that, and this is not exaggeration, this is something that I speak over myself on a daily basis. 
So watch here as we begin in in Psalms chapter 8, verse 4. What is man that you are mindful of him? That you give attention to him. God gives attention to me and you. And that the son of man, that you visit him or you care for him. And for you have made him a little lower than the angels. Now listen to this. Watch this in verse 5. And you have crowned him with glory. Now now I'm going to stop right there because I've got to give you the definition of glory. It says here that, that God has crowned man with glory. The, the meaning of this word glory here means that God has crowned you with power. He's crowned you with wealth. He's crowned you with authority. And he's crowned you with magnificence. And this is what God's word says that he's done. This is how God sees us. Understand this, God's not into smearing you. God's not into fearing you. God's not into making you disappear. That's the devil. He wants to smear you, fear you, and ultimately cause you to disappear from the things of God. God wants to crown you with his glory. That's how much God loves you. And then he uses the word and honor. Now, some translations for the word honor actually use the word favor. Listen to the word favor. To assist, to provide with special advantage, preferential treatment. So when I look at this right here, guys, God wants this to happen for us. He wants this to take place for us. So again, it's something that I've got to get where I expect the favor of God. And look what he says in verse 6. You have made him to have dominion of the works of your hand. So man has a responsibility. And the dominion he gives us as human makes us accountable for it. So as I begin to look at this right here, here's what I want you to see this. If he's crowned you with his glory and your favor, is it wrong for me to expect that? No. Think about this as a parent. If you tell your children after school on Friday, I'm going to take you and get you a snow cone, is it wrong for them to expect that? No. Why? Because you told them that was your heart. So what would happen if we begin to pray this over us right now? I thank you, Father God, that you've crowned me with your glory and with your favor. Now understand, when we say this, I'm not saying this from a prideful way. I'm not saying this from an arrogant way. I'm not saying this from a better than thou way. But I'm believing exactly what God said. He wants to crown me with glory and favor. And it's not about who you are. It's about whose, W-H-O-S-E. It's about whose you are. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. Turn a couple pages to Psalm chapter 5. Now, this is the passage of Scripture that I've spoken over my life, my wife, my kids. I've spoken over many years. Many times when you ask me for certain things in prayer, whether that's jobs, whether that's situations you're in, I will pray this over you right here. This this is a prayer that I will pray. Psalms 5, verse 11. 
But let all those who rejoice who put their trust in you. Now, when I put my trust in God, guess what? I'm, I'm going to rejoice because I know the character of my Father. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful for you. Now, this is the prayer. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. The New American Standard says, Thou who dost bless the righteous, who favor or with favor, you will surround him as with a shield. And so when I begin to look at this here, this is preferential treatment that God wants to bless us with. I will say this numerous times. I thank you, Father God. Lord, you said you bless me, you're righteous. How did I become righteous? Because of Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21. But he said, I'll crown you with this faithfulness. With this faithfulness, I'll surround you as a, as a shield. So I begin to look at this and I begin to pray this in my own life. Now think about this in line with Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Mark eleven twenty four says, whatsoever you pray, whatsoever things you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever things you pray or whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will ask them. So again, four times in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, he says you. He says, you, whatever you ask when you pray, believe you receive them when you'll have them. And so what would happen if I just begin to exercise my faith in this? Because again, when we find it in God's word, we know that's his heart. This is his desire for every one of us. And so what would happen if you begin to pray the favor of God over your life every day? He says he wants to bless you and he wants to favor you. Let, let, let me give you a couple illustrations. Again, this, this is not from a better than that. This is just saying, man, whoo, and my heavenly father. So many of you, if you've come to church here very long, you know that for me it's, it's cruel and unusual punishment to go to Walmart. If you work at Walmart, I go to Walmart, okay? I'm not, I'm not aiming at you. It's just, man, it, it is a test of faith. It's a test of patience. So Monday night, this past Monday night, Shelly says, you need to go to Walmart with me. Now, being a good husband, you learn two, two words. Yes, dear. You get those two down, you're going to be pretty successful in marriage, okay? So I said, yes, dear. That was from my heart. My, my, my body didn't want to do this. So we go to Walmart and... I'm, I'm the, the buggy boy. That's all I do. I just push, and she throws stuff in there, and I'm, I, I get them to the car. I get them to the house. That's, that's what I'm good for. So she says, you go get in line to check out. I got a few more things to get. So I pull up to the line, and it's five deep. And this guy right here is number five. Not good. I tell you, God's still working on patience, and that's why he sends me to Walmart. And so I'm standing there, and, and, and I'd been there a minute or two, and nothing's happening, and the checkers are rookie. And if you're a rookie, it's okay. And so I said out of my mouth, I said, Father God, I, I really need your favor right now. I, I ask you to favor me. I, I need favor. 
This is standing before Jesus, guys. Within about three minutes, this guy taps me on the shoulder and goes, hey, I'm opening up register nine. And I yelled down at Shelly. I said, I'm going, I'm going, and I got in. And then I got there, and I said, man, I thank, and thank you, Father God, for your favor. Man, I thank you for your favor. I, I thank the Lord about, knows about how far he can take me. He's like, it's a big deal, God. So I, I was sitting there today thinking of just the different areas of my life that I, I pray favor. I've prayed favor for jobs. Now, this is, this is an example, and this may help you this because it shows God's got a sense of humor. But a couple months ago, me and my brother, we wanted to go to this football game that we'd never been able to go to. And it was 11 o'clock kick in the morning. So we said, man, we're going to go do it. So both of us are pastors. Man, you got to schedule that so you can, be, you can be ready for church on Sunday. So when they're early like that, I can do that. So this, this is kind of how me and my brother both are. We both kind of live on the edge. We go to this game that we really want to go to, but we don't have a ticket. <laughs> so we have this brilliant idea. We're going we're gonna to scalp. Now, I know some of you probably have never done that. We, we kind of enjoy scalping. If you've never done that, it's, it's quite interesting. So we get down to the stadium. It's down in Dallas. Nine in the morning. And man, we take off. He's, he's scalping, I'm scalping. I see him over there. And you know, you walk up and they say, what do you need? I need three tickets. How much? So da, 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 da. I'm not giving you that much. If you give it to a man, it's just back and forth. I go from one, what do you got? I need three, I need three, I need three. Well, my brother's son-in-law, he was the third one, but he won't go with us. It freaks him out to do that. So he doesn't go. So it's now 10 o'clock, and we don't have a ticket. So me and my brother, we come back together, and I looked at him, and I said, Dave, we got to pray the favor of God. So right there, this is the God truth. Right there, we grab hands. This is Matthew 18, 19, the prayer of agreement. If two of you on earth will agree on anything, it'll happen. So we said, Father God, we, we ask you to move with favor. We didn't ask him to forgive us for ignorance for going down there without a tip. We just asked for favor. He said, Father God, favor, favor. So he takes off to a corner. Man, we're working, and all of a sudden he yells at me. He goes, hey, come here. And so I go over there, and these two young guys are talking. And I'm telling you just the favor of God. They start, they start saying, this is what we'll sell you these three tickets for. And we said, no, this is what we'll give you. Well, ultimately, we get the three tickets. So I go into the stadium, and Dave's son-in-law comes. And we said, whoo, the favor of God, the favor of God, God blessed us. So I sit down by these two ladies, and I asked this one lady, I said, can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, what'd you pay for that seat? She said, I paid $175. I just kind of looked. What'd you pay, Pastor? We paid 100 Not each, for all three of them. <laughs> now again, I'm telling you, you may think I'm crazy. I, I pray the favor of God. I, I live favor-minded. I'm going to tell you one more story real quick. Oh my gosh, I get to telling these stories. 15 years ago or so, we're in the process of buying this building. And we know there's a deadline to make an offer on it. So, man, we meet with all our, our leaders and we decide we're going to make this offer. So, me and Shelly take it to this lady's house. And, 
Man, we, we'd laid hands on that Lord, and we said this, Father God, you bless your righteous, your favor surrounds the like I go to this lady's door, ring the doorbell, and she knows me. I know who she is, and I give her this envelope, and right there in front of me, she takes her finger and rips that envelope open, looks at me, and goes, this won't buy it. And I looked at her, and she said, since the very first day I saw you come on our property, and I saw you praying in that parking lot, she said, God told me he wanted it to be yours. She writes down on that same piece of paper and she says, this will buy it. She, she tells me the magic number. So I said, this will buy it. She said, this will buy it. So I take it back to Shell and I said, look at this. So we call all our leaders and I said, this is why they said, do it, Pastor. So we buy it. Well, we got another dilemma. We had saved money, but I didn't have a banker that was going to give me over a million dollars for this. So I said, Father God, I purchased this building, but I really, really, really need some favor to happen. And so we begin to pray just the blessing of God, the favor of God. And guess what happened? Two days later, this banker called who has gone to this church, not this one, but the previous church. And he said, I need to meet with you. And I said, okay. And he said, I don't know to this day why I'm doing this. But he said, I'm supposed to give you the loan. And I got, I got so tickled. He's still our banker to this day. Now, I give you three analogies just right there to help you. Just, just in everyday life. Now, now go with me to, to Psalms 106. I want you to see this. Psalms 106. Now, I'm, I'm going to be on this for several weeks. And I'm, I'm going to show you scripture after scripture so that you start becoming favored mind. It will blow you out of the water. How many passages of scripture have that word favor in them? Psalms 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good. Now, let me ask you something. When's the last time you gave thanks to the Lord? I tell you, I encourage you, start your day giving thanks to God. If you can't thank him for nothing, thank him you still got oxygen in your tank. Thank him you're still alive. Thank him you're not in jail. Thank him. I mean, I'm telling you, you got to find stuff to thank God for, but i got to get in there and begin to thank him. You know why? Because he's good. How many of God's been good to? Man, God's been good to me. For his mercy endures forever. Who can utter or put in the words the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare his praise? Blessed are those who keep justice. And he does righteousness at all times. Now watch this, verse 4. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have toward your people. Wow. If you'll notice in there, he said, remember me, O Lord, with your favor. The Amplified says, when you favor your people. The New International Version says, when you show favor to your people. God's desire is to show favor on your behalf. But I got to believe it. I got to get to a place where I begin to expect it. And he says, oh, visit me with salvation that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones. You know why you're a chosen one? Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Jesus qualifies me. He qualifies me as chosen. He qualifies me with benefits. And he qualifies me with favor. Again, don't look at me like I'm a, This is the word of God. 
So I look at the two passages that we just read here in Psalms 106, Psalms chapter 5, verse 12, the one I read you. It's interesting that both of those cross-referenced me back to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33. Go to Deuteronomy 33. Go to the book of Deuteronomy. I'm going to tell you, you're going to see some things that will really, really bless you and, and change the way you think about these things. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Now, I'm not going to read you the verse that it crossed me to uh, initially here, but I'll get to it. Deuteronomy 33, verse 1. Now, this is the blessing. This is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. So literally what this is talking about is before Moses dies, the children of Israel that he's talking about here are the, the 12 tribes of, of Jacob that are descendants of Jacob. Now, what's interesting is those 12 tribes are still in existence to this day. The, the guy who was my tour guide when we were in Israel, he's of the tri tribe of Levi, the Levites. Those still happen to this day. And so guess what here? There, there is a blessing, a prophecy that was spoken over these 12 tribes. Same chapter, verse 16. With the precious things of the earth and its fullness and the favor or the goodwill of him who dwelt in the bush, let the blessing come on the head of Joseph. Now, who dwelt in the bush? God did. God did. Now, it's interesting right here what he promised him. He said the precious things of the earth. He promised him all its fullness. And then he said, the favor of God be upon your head. The favor, that was a blessing that was pronounced on him. Now, this is the verse here, verse 23 of this same chapter. This is the verse that is cross-referenced. And oh, Naphtali, he said. Now, you may ask, who's Naphtali? Naphtali was one of the sons of Jacob. Naphtali was one of the 12 tribes. And so he says, oh, Naphtali, satisfied with favor. The New International Version says, abounding with favor. The New Living says, you are rich in favor. The actual Hebrew translation says this, oh, Naphtali, you are satiated with favor. And you may say, well, that's Naphtali. Now, it'll come into play again here in a minute. You possess the west and the south. And so what this talks about is the west and the south of the Sea of Galilee. So I've got a map right now of Israel. And when you see Israel, the shape of it, you see how it's divided in the 12 tribes. You see it to this day. And so he said to him, the west and the south of the Sea of Galilee, that was some of the most fertile ground I've ever been in in my life. Ever. You, you, you can't believe how fertile. It's, it's like mud. It sticks to their crops. Next verse. And of Asher. Asher was another one of the tribes. He said, Asher is most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers. The word favor means to be favorable towards something. It also is to be satisfied with the pleasure, the delight, and the favor of God. And so he goes on to say this about Asher. And let him dip his foot in oil. 
And you know what I realized on that? I thought, he's not talking about dipping his foot in motor oil. The oil that there is a metaphor for great abundance. It's a sign of prosperity. Now, this was what was spoken to them. And you say, how does that affect me and you? Go back in the New Testament to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. So what I'm telling you right now, I believe it's biblical for you not only to be favor-minded, but start speaking and praying the Word of God over your life. Think about this. If God tells you how to, to, to be forgiven of sin, do you obey that? Yeah. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if you'll confess your sin, he's faithful enough to forgive you. The only way that comes alive is for me to act on it. It's the same way of favor. And I, I start believing for favor. I start speaking it out of my mouth. So we read here, Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Do you know Christ did that for every one of us? We might as well put our name in there. Christ has redeemed us, me. Christ has redeemed Bob Worth from the curse of the law. Now the word redeemed means he's repurchased us. Do you know what the curse was? The curse was poverty, sickness, and eternal damnation or death. And so if he's redeemed us from the curse, instead of the curse, he's blessed us. You know what he blessed us with? Divine life. John 10, 10, I came to give you life more abundantly. He came to, instead of poverty, he came to bless you. Instead of divine or, or eternal damnation, it's eternal life with him in heaven. There's two of you are happy. Having him become a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone hangs a tree. Now listen to this. This is how this all pertains to us. That the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Many times you'll see Father God referenced as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the very blessings that God pronounced on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those were funneled down right there to his children. And it's interesting right here that he said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So if you're born again, those same covenant blessings that God pronounced on Abraham and the 12 tribes, he's pronounced them on us. Woohoo! Keep reading. That we might receive the promises of the Spirit through faith. How do you receive them? By faith. By faith. So we go back to how we operate in faith. Remember Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, that if you believe with the heart and you confess with the mouth, that's how you get born again. When you believe with faith, it may not have anything to do with your natural or physical senses. I just got to believe and trust God. How do I believe and trust God? Because the word of God tells me so. And so when I got born again, Jesus didn't come up to me and hand me a business card and say, I highly advise you, you ought to get born again. Did any of you get born again in here and you personally saw Jesus physically? Did Jesus walk up and say, here, hey, look. If he did, man, that's a great, great salvation. 
He didn't do that with me, but guess what? I still believe in him. And so it's the same way with the word of God. When I see that God has blessed me with the blessings of Abraham through Christ, man, I'm just going to receive them. I'm going to learn to believe God and I'm going to be learned to walk in them. And so something begins to happen when you start living favor-minded. I encourage you. You get up in the mornings, you start speaking Psalm 512. Woo, I thank you, Father God. You've blessed me, you're righteous, and your favor surrounds me like a shield. I thank you today, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. And you know what? When I get in situations, I'll say that. Woo, Lord, I welcome your favor today. I welcome your favor. Favor of God. Again, it's not from an arrogant or better than thou. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. We're, we're, we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a peculiar people is what the Word of God says. Why don't you stand up with me here tonight? I, I think I enjoyed this more than you guys. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.